Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. You are the reason why we are singing Jehovah. You are the Messiah God. You are the reason why we are happy Jehovah. You are the Messiah God. Jehovah. You are the Messiah. You are the Messiah God. You are the reason why we are giving Jehovah. You are the Messiah God. You are the reason why we are singing Jehovah. You are the most high God, Jehovah. You are the most high. You are the most high, Jehovah. Nisi. You are the most high. You are the most high. Father, you are the reason why we are alive. You are the reason why we are still living. You are the reason why your name is greater than any other name. You are the reason why we are still standing today. You are the reason, Lord, for everything that is happening in this life. Father, we glorify your holy name. We honor you. We adore you. Brethren, in your home, as you are, continue to appreciate God. Continue to thank God because that God Almighty is the reason why you are alive today. He is the reason why you are listening to this message today. Forget about whatever you are passing through. Forget about the hardship. But for being alive is the reason why you are alive. Because when you are alive, there is hope. Irrespective of what you are going through, thank God, appreciate God. Because he is the one that allows you to be sitting right now. He is the one that has given you the ear to listen to me. He is the one that has given you the eyes to see me. Appreciate him. Bless his holy name. Glorify him that you are not consumed with what is going all around the world. You are not consumed. The, the storm that has been blowing, it has not consumed you. You are alive. You are in your position. You are not in hospital. Thank God, appreciate him. Lord, we thank you. We bless your name. Coronavirus or no coronavirus, lockdown, no lockdown. Thank you, Lord, because your word continue. Thank you because your service continue. Father, we bless your name. We glorify you, Lord. Thank you, almighty God. As we go into your word today, Father, as usual, we want to see your presence. As usual, we want to hear from you. As usual, we want to see your miracle. As usual, we want to glorify your holy name at the end of the everything today. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. Father, speak your word to us. Everything you want us to know today, Father, we pray, almighty God, that you glorify your holy name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Once again, on behalf of Leadership of Bread of Life, I want to welcome each and every one of you. God is good all the time, and uh, all the time, the Lord is good. And an elderly woman was well known for her faith and for her boldness in talking about it also. This elderly woman was known. Every morning, she would stand in front of her house and shout, praise the Lord. Every morning she will start, praise the Lord. I give you all the glory. You are the miracle God. But next door to her, live a non-believer. Who gets so angry at her every time she declares Lord? He will shout back, there's no Lord. There's no Lord. With this current situation, hard time setting for this elderly woman. She prayed to God to send her some assistance because her sheep are setting for her. So one morning, she stood in front of her house and shouted, praise the Lord, God, I need food. I don't care how you do it. I don't care whom you use to provide this food. I just need food because things are becoming very hard for me. I'm having a very hard, a, a hard time. Praise the Lord, Lord, send me some food stuff. The next morning in front of her house, the woman saw a large bag of food stuff. She shouted, praise the Lord. She shouted, praise the Lord. God, I thank you because you have provided this. Then the neighbor jumped from behind somewhere where he was hiding. 
He laughed and said, ha, 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 I told you there was no God. For you to know there was no God because I don't want God to provide something for you. I acted smartly and bring those full stop. It's not God. I did, not God. The woman started jumping, started jumping up and down and clapping her hand and started singing. Praising the Lord always. Praising the Lord always. Praising the Lord with all my heart. Praising the Lord with all my heart always. Hallelujah. My Lord is good. Hallelujah. My Lord is good. Hallelujah. My Lord is good. He's so good to me. Then the neighbor said, what is all this? What is the meaning of this? The woman said, Lord, I thank you. You not only provide the full stop, you even made the devil to pay for it. Father, I give you glory. This hard time, I thank you because you have used what is closer to me, the devil, to pay for that. And the neighbor went back so sad. Brethren, today's message is a practical experience that I passed through in the last uh, two weeks. I was actually preparing for a different thing, but I made a phone call to somebody in Nigeria, one of my aunts was talking to her, where are you? She mentioned where she was. So what are you doing there? So okay, I'm with so-so and so, one of my niece. Oh, I've not heard from her for long. Let me talk to her. Immediately she collected the phone. The first thing she told me is that, brother, something is very hard for me. I've lost my job due to COVID. My husband has lost job due to COVID. So it touches my, my, my mind. She started pouring out her mind to me. So, and that bring, brought about this today's topic, which I tied to how to handle difficult times. How to handle difficult times. We'll be looking at Psalm 62. Majorly, we are going to be looking at Psalm 62. But before then, we, there might be some cross references. There might be some cross references. So, but majorly we'll be talking of Psalm 62. Brethren, no doubt, hard times are here. High star, hard times can mean different things to different people. How you cope with the situation is what will determine what happened. There's an adage that said that that thing that does not break you only make you stronger. So as a Christian, this time you endure a difficult time in life. Whenever you endure a difficult time in life, through Christ who strengthens you, you are building a personal intimacy with God. You are strengthening, you are strengthening your faith in God. And that faith is what will carry you to the next challenge that may come your way. And this faith will give you strength. And whatever be the tough period that have come to you, you'll be able to withstand it. We know, be aware that the Bible says, in this world, you will see tribulation, but rejoice because Jesus Christ has conquered the world. So how do we handle difficult times? Like I said, we'll be looking at Psalm 62. But before then, let me quickly say this. In 1 Thessalonians 1, 5, 16 to 18. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. He said, rejoice. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So verse 16 said, rejoice. Rejoice always, which means be joyful always. Whatever you are going through, be joyful always. That's one of the things I told that my niece, that you have to be joyful always. Pray without ceasing. That was uh, verse 17 saying. And verse 18 saying, give time in all circumstances. 
because that is the will of God. So brethren, whatever be the situation, be thankful during difficult times, when the world is falling apart, when you have more questions than the answer, when bad things also is happening to good people, be thankful. At times, when doctors say it's terminal, be thankful. When life is hard, be thankful. When there seems to be no light at the end of the tunnel, be, thank be thankful. At times, it will appear as if there's nowhere to turn to. At the same time, be thankful. That's what that first Thessalonians say. Remember, everything will fall away at one time or the other. Headwise, job security, even family and friends, but only God will never leave you. That's why verse 70 of that Thessalonians says you have to be prayerful. Every other thing may forsake you, but God will never forsake you. God will never leave you. In Mark 12, Mark 12, 30 and 31, talk about the love, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Whatever situation you are passing through also, show love. Be passionate. Focus on God. Show love to people. Whatever God has given you, show love. It's only we are not measuring the level of suffering. If it is being measured, you will know that you are thinking you are suffering. When you see another person suffering, you will be jumping and be dancing, God, I thank you. Because my situation has not gone into this. He is the reason why you are alive. He is the reason whatever is happening. He is the reason because he wants you to testify. So we need to show love. That's what that scripture is saying. We are called to share the love of Christ with the world around us. When brother was announcing, he said, you have to tell people to come and worship. Let them believe in God. Your own is to, it's part of the love. When you show love and preach to somebody easily, easily you'll be able to bring him closer to you. So when, you when we show the love of God to others, it allows Christ to walk in our lives and that fellow. So temptation will come. Temptation, this time that hardship is there, temptation will come. But always pray to God. You have to stay away from temptation. I'm not saying you, you can avoid temptation, no. Even Jesus Christ told the disciple in Luke 22 verse 40, pray that you will not fall into temptation. What I'm saying is that temptation will come but move on. Maybe the situation you are now is part of the temptation. Only when you are trying to fall into that temptation, that you have to ensure that you don't fall into it and you, you quickly move on. You have a choice. You have a choice. You may not have a choice to temptation. Being tempted, you may not have a choice. But for you not to fall into temptation, you have a choice. And I pray that God will give us the right choice in the name of Jesus. In 1 Corinthians 13, 10, say no temptation has overcome you. Yes. That temptation will not overcome you. This hardship that is going on now, it might be a test. It will never overcome you. As a Christian, we believe that everything works for good of those who love Christ. So I'm sure we want to be out of the situation we are now. We want to be out of this situation of hardship. And for today, when we finish, you will, God will continue to show you more direction to follow. So as a Christian, how do you, how do you allow people to view you under this hardship? How do you allow people to see you? Are you losing focus? Do you seek Jesus? Is your attitude representing Jesus Christ the best at this period? Are you seeking God himself in this suffering? It is easy to follow Jesus when things are going well. But when you are going through difficult time, 
That is a complete different situation. We need to allow God to take control. We need to trust him to take control. Even Jesus Christ himself, when he was falsely accused and beaten and crucified, he did not retaliate. So we need to show love. And how we handle difficult times will be noticed by other people. And this brings me to our main scripture for today, Psalm 62. In this Psalm, we are going to see the instruction given by, by, by David. So turn with me to Psalm 62. I'll be reading from New King James Version. Psalm 62. Truly my soul silently waits for God. For him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you attack a man? You shall be slain, all of you, like a leaning wall and a torturing fence. They only conspire to cast him down from his high position. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they cause inwardly. My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Surely, men of low degree are a vapor. Men of high degree are a lie. If they, if they are way on the scale, they are together lighter than vapor. Verse 10. Do not trust in oppression, nor vainly hope in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. God has spoken once, twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. Also to you, O Lord, belongs mercy, for you render to each one according to his work. Like I said, brethren, there are those half time in life that things is not moving. Yes, that life itself is unyielding. You are worried. Things are hard to deal with, even hard to face, and hard to handle. Psalm 62 was a psalm written by David during the, his life, his hard lifetime. He experienced some hardship with uh, Absalom. Absalom wanted to be king. He tried to turn the people of Israel against his father, David. In this Psalm 62, David tell us what he did during this hard time. And that is what we are, we'll be looking at this morning. David has given direction and advice on what to do in this Psalm 62. So there are three points that I've extracted from here. And I'm going to tell you those three points. These three points, I call them house. How, H-O-W-S. How should we turn to the Lord during the hardship? That is the first question, which is the direction that David was telling us in that psalm. Number two is that, how should we trust in the Lord? Number three is that, how should we talk to the Lord? Like I said, number one, how should we turn to the Lord? Two, how should we trust in the Lord? And three, how should we talk to the Lord? So let's keep starting from number one. If you observe, David begin Psalm 62 by saying, truly my soul silently waits for God. The main point here is 
of that of submission silently. He submitted silently before God during that hardship. And only God alone, truly my soul, waits, silently waits for God. So he submitted silently only to God. So it means in hard time, David has no option than to turn to God. In your situation as well, in your, in your own case as well, you have no option than to talk to God. So when the hard time is here, what David is saying is that we have to turn to God. We have to take that problem to God. But the question is this, why did David turn to the Lord? The answer also is in verse one. The answer is in verse one that we have just read. Notice he said, in B part, B part of verse one, he found salvation in the Lord. That is what David says. From him comes my salvation. That is only him can rescue him. Only him can set him free. From him comes my salvation. That is why he turned to God in that hardship time. That is in New King James Version. In good news translation, he said, I depend on him alone. That is, David is hanging on God only. He hung on to him only. In New Living Translation, he said, my victory come from him. What does this mean? Only him, you can make your success. It's only him that can make you to succeed. In this hatchet, whatever you are going through, whatever situation you are now, it's only you. Don't think because you have not have a job cut or salary cut or job, somebody is there, like my case now, somebody is there that have been affected. And when that person is affected, it's a chain link. You are being directly affected. So only him can bring victory in this. So when you pray for yourself, pray for others, pray for your family members, so that the hard time, you are able to withstand the hard time, at the hard time. So David started by declaring his great confidence in trusting God. In verse two, he says, he only is my rock and my salvation. He only, that is what he said in verse two. He started declaring the confidence. Brethren, I'm telling you today, that God only is the rock. He's the one that can set you free. He's the one that can make you to overcome this situation. Don't bother about who is going to use for you. He can use anybody. He can use any situation to bring that victory to you. If you observe in, in verses to seven or so, David repeat, he repeats the same thing saying, he only is my rock and my salvation. And again, he said, in God is my salvation. So when you speak of salvation, we are speaking of, speaking of a deliverance. Salvation has to do with somebody who has been saved. So when David wrote about the Lord as being his salvation, he is simply saying that God was his deliverer. God is his liberator. He's the one that can liberate him. He understands the hard time that he's going through. I, I believe you that are looking at me right now, you also understand the, the hardship. If you don't understand the hardship, you need to go to many offices. Many companies have closed down. Many people could not pay salary. This is hardship. People are going through hardship. So only God, it's only him that can set us free. He is the only one that can deliver us. So earlier in Psalm, in Psalm 55 verse 22, Psalm 55 verse 22, it says, David was saying, leave your trouble with the Lord and he will defend you. He never let 
honest people be defeated. You are serving God. This hardship will not take you away. He is the reason why you are living. He is the reason why you are existing. So he will never allow you to be down. He will never allow you to be defeated. He will never allow you to go down with this hardship. That is why you are alive. So as we look into Psalm 62, we see that David says certain things about God. Back to verse one and five. I'm going to compare verse one and five now. He practically repeats himself to emphasize his confidence. In verse one, he said, my soul silently waits for God. From him comes my salvation. And see, he repeated the same thing in verse five. My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. Now, there's difference between verse one and two. From him comes my salvation. From my expect, for my expectation is from him. So in verse one, he used the word salvation. In verse five, he used the word expectation. The word expectation is an interesting word that David used to describe the confidence that he has in God. The confidence that he, he knows that God is going to deliver him. God is going to set him free. So he is emphasizing that only him is claiming that confidence. So David acted in faith towards God. And he was delivered. David hopes in God. He expects something from God. And God delivered him. So David is simply saying that when we find ourselves in difficult situation, God is always there to deliver us from our problems. We might be going through hard times, but God is our salvation. He can deliver us. So talking about how should we turn to the Lord? David turned to the Lord because he found security in God. He found security in the Lord. In verse two of that scripture, he said, he is my defense. And again, I'm comparing verse uh, two and six. Verse six now, again, he said, he is my defense. He repeated the same thing. So, and when you talk about defense, you are talking about a secured place, inaccessible place. So in half time, the place that David discovered that he will only find solution is true Lord. He, he knew that God's side is the only secure place because he believed that God is his security and he is taking him to a secured place. He found the Lord to be his protector. This time also, brethren, Whatever you are going through, God is your protector. He's going to bring who is going to help you. That's when God, uh, he found in the Lord to be his protector. That's what David meant when he described the Lord in verse 7 as being his refuge. In verse 7, he said, The Lord is his refuge. So this reflects David's decision to trust in God. Nothing else, only God. Brethren, I'm also requesting you that the only person you can, you, you, you can trust is God. So because you are going to find a hidden place in him, he is your refuge. So again, why did David turn to the Lord? He found strength in the Lord. Back to verse 2. Again, he said, I shall not be greatly moved. And in verse 6 again, he said, I shall not be moved. David found in the Lord the strength he needed, he required to challenge that situation, to face that situation. He know that, that the Lord is having that strength. The Lord was his strength. 
and in him, David found strength. So concerning your hard time, hard times you are, you are passing through, or is it somebody you know that is passing through that situation and you are worried? You need to have strength in the Lord. Whatever you are going through, you need to have strength in him. He is your refuge. Just like David, find strength in the Lord in this time. Encourage yourself. In these hard times of life, when we are entering to year 2020, nobody envisaged, nobody was looking for this, but it came. It's a hard period, it's a hard time. There are lots of job salary cuts. We can find salvation. We can find salvation in the Lord. We can find security in the Lord. At the same time, we can find strength in the Lord. At times, you might be disturbed with the situation you are. At times, your mind might be troubled. The only strength is in the Lord. So when the hard times set in, don't go to another place. Go to the Lord because he is the one that can deliver you. So you have a place to go when the hard times comes. You can talk to the Lord, find him to be your salvation, find him to be your security, and find him to be your strength. And this takes us to number two of how. Number two, how we should trust in the Lord. How we should trust in the Lord. I'm taking the reference from verse eight. Verse eight of that scripture. He said, trust in him at all times, you people. Trust in him at all times, you people. That is what David said. David is not just giving this instruction to turn to the Lord during hard time, but also to trust him, believe in him that he's going to do what he has promised to do. Because my God is a miracle God. He will do all he has promised to do. He will do everything that he has revealed to you. He never changed. Your situation you are passing through now, it's a situation like God is passing through fire. At the end of the day, it will shine. And this situation will never consume you because he is the reason why you are living. So David trust not only, David did not only instruct us to turn to the Lord during hard time, but also to trust in him. In scriptures, trying to make some cross references now, we find instruction to trust in the Lord. Like in the book of Proverbs, 35, Proverbs 35. He said, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lay not unto thy own. Trust in the Lord. Don't lend on your own understanding. Don't think that you are too smart, that you have submitted the application somewhere or you are looking at one, one place. The direction you focus might not be the direction that God is looking at. At times, you might be focusing on the Oman. It might not be Oman. It might be somewhere else. That is God for you. So don't trust in your own understanding, but trust in the understanding of God. Jeremiah 17, 7. Jeremiah 17, 7 said, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. You are blessed once you trust in the Lord. Once you take that thing to him and say, God, I trust you. You are going to fulfill this. Isaiah 22, verse 2. Isaiah 22, verse 2 again say, See, God has come to save me. I will trust him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has given me victory. See, Isaiah also is talking about what David has said, that Lord is his strength. God is going to give you that victory. God is going to deliver you. 
You have to trust him. Don't be afraid. He will take you to that place that he's taking you to. I note, tell down another scripture here, which is Psalm 56, verse 3. Because Isaiah is saying, don't be afraid. So Psalms 53, verse 3 says, but when I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. That is what the scripture says. When I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. So what is making you to be afraid? This hard time, put that trust in the God. So having seen those scriptures, let's go back to Psalm 62. So we not only to see that we, we are to trust the Lord, but we are given specific instruction on how to trust him. Because he said, trust in him at all times. So David is talking about continuously. Continually, we have to trust God. Continually, not just the period we want to pray. Even those periods that devil comes in to tempt us with various thoughts. Even those times, you have to continue, continually trust in God. So we are to trust the Lord. When are we to trust the Lord? We are to trust him all times. We are to trust him in the bad time. We are to trust him in the good time. We need to allow God to take over our present situation, brethren. It might look disturbing, difficult, and distressing. But you need to trust him continually. You need to trust him all the time. That is what David is saying, no matter what you are going through. We just have to continually trust in God. So David wants us to trust God. So, and what type of trust that David wants us to have? What type of, when we trust him continually, what type of trust? David not only tell us to trust in the Lord at all times, but also give, he gives instruction about trusting correctly in that same Psalm 62. You have to trust him correctly. Verse 10, he said, do not trust in oppression. We are studying the book of Ecclesiastes. We have seen that uh, many people, they have acquired so many things in a dishonest way. So David was warning against this. Don't cut corner because you are trusting God. Don't say whatever God has not instructed you to do. Don't go and do something that you say, oh, I've received from God. That is the warning. You have to trust God correctly. That's what David was warning people against. He tells us not to trust in that which cannot help us. Don't look for help from another place. And don't try to, because of this hardship also, don't try to gain things unjustifiably. Don't try to overcome this hardship unjustifiably. That's why I talk about temptation at the beginning. You need to do away, you need to get away with temptation. Don't allow this hardship to allow you to fall into temptation. So in this case, Davis is thinking about material things, yes? He says in the later part of verse 10, if riches increases, do not set your heart on them. In that verse 10, if riches increases, do not set your heart on them. So David is telling us that our trust is not to be in the material things. Don't be in a haste. We are not to trust in our, in our possession or anything that world has to offer. Because so many temptations will be coming out. The, the world will be offering you so many options, so many alternatives. David is giving warning. When you trust God, 
trust him correctly because the power belongs to God. So what David is saying here, we are not to trust in, in our possession or anything this world has to offer, but he said, we are to trust in the Lord. In verse 11, he said, God has spoken once, twice I've, I've heard this, the power belongs to God. I want you to underline that word, the power belongs to God. When you talk of power, you talk of strength and security. The Lord, we have said it, the Lord is our strength, is our security, not money, not wealth. Don't trust on something that will lead you into temptation. The Bible says in Psalm 44, verse 6, the same David was talking there. He said, I do not trust in my bow or in my sword to save me. You remember when he wanted to kill Goliath? Not that he trusted that um, sling that he used. He put everything before God. He is confirming here, I do not trust in my bow or in my sword. We also read in Psalm 20 verse seven, some trust in their war chariot, others in their horses, but we trust in the power of the Lord. The power belongs to God. The power belongs to God. And when you talk about trust, I remember one, uh, one thing we used to share in those days when we talk about, uh, it looks like a joke, but it's not a joke. The middle verse of the Bible, when you put every from Genesis 1, verse 1 to Revelation, the last book, the last verse. We used to say it in those days. The middle verse of the Bible is Psalm 118, verse 8. And I'm sure many of us, we have heard what I'm about to say now. Brother, can you project Psalm 118, verse 8? It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. That is what David also is telling us. In hard time, we have to trust the Lord. Yes, I agree. That woman that I said at the beginning, pray. She said, I don't care whom you are going to use. What I say is that many of us, we are passing through challenging situation now, hardship. The trust, somebody might have said, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Yes, God will surely use them. But at the same time, don't put your trust on those people. Still put your trust on God. God can use even your own enemy to bless you. So we need to turn to God. We should turn to God and trust the Lord. Now, let us look at the final how, that uh, the final instruction that David has given. That is how we should talk to the Lord. Again, I'm going to go back to verse eight. Verse eight, I'm going to go back to it. He said, trust in him at all times, you people. You people that are listening to me now, trust in him at all times. Now, how to, how, how to talk to the Lord? This scripture says, pour out your heart before him. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. I want you to underline, pour out your heart before him. I was telling you about my niece that immediately I, so I've not heard about her for some time. Please give her phone, let me talk to her. After greeting me out with my family, the next thing is that she started pouring her mind, her mind to me. I was touched. And that's what brought this message today. That is me as a human being. What about when you talk to God? So David is telling us that when this hard time comes, we ought to talk to the Lord. We ought to talk to the Lord also and how to talk to him. We should talk to the Lord. We are to pour our heart, our, our, our heart to him. 
We have to pour our heart freely, freely in your closet, wherever you are, wherever you feel you can pray. You pray, you pour your out your mind, your heart, how to him. When you talk about pour out, it literally means to split over, to gush out. If you have seen a, 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 a uh, water pipe, the public water pipe, where the water is, if it get broken and the water will be gushing out, will be pouring out. Or if you have seen a fire service working, you see when they hold, hold the hose, you see how it is gushing out. That is with force, with power, with all the energy behind it. So David is saying, pour out your heart freely to him. Because pouring out means it has to be flowing out. It has to be gushing out, flowing out. That's what God wanted to do. That's what that my niece did. She poured out everything. She poured it out without even waiting for me to make response. God is good. He's going to listen to us. So if you are going through a hard time, sit down and pour out your heart to him. Make your heart desire known to him. Don't pray abyss. Focus. Know your prayer point. Know exactly what you are going to say. Don't beat about the bush. Go straight to the point. Tell him exactly what you are expecting him to do for you. So we are to pour out our heart fully. This means tell God everything. So are you experiencing a hard time? Tell the Lord about it. Are you struggling with what is going around now? Tell it to God. Do you think you have reached your limit? Pour your, out, your heart out to God. He's going to listen to you. The book of Lamentation. Book of Lamentation, chapter 2, verse 19. Lamentation, chapter 2, verse 19. And not through the night, get up again and again to cry out to the Lord. Pour out your heart and beg him for mercy on your children. Begging, pour out your heart. We need to speak out. Don't put your reliance on woman. It's only God that can help you. It's only him that can set you free. In conclusion, God wants to bear all our problem and sorrow whether it is a small one or the big one. He wants to bear this. And the best thing that we can do is to take them to him. We must tell it to Jesus. Through him, through him only, we can have peace. Through him only, we can have peace. I will read a, a popular scripture now, John 16, 33. John 16, 33. This thing I've spoken to you, that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Your situation right now, be of good cheer. Don't, don't think that it will never come, that the situation now may not come closer to you. Yes, we are not praying that you have COVID. We are not praying that you should lose your job for those that they are, they are still, their job is still standing. But somebody somewhere, somebody somewhere, it's a chain link, will be affected. And you will also be indirectly affected. So the Bible says you have to be of good share because Jesus Christ has overcome the world. So when we are going to have trouble. Don't get discouraged because of the trouble. When you are going through trouble, don't get discouraged. Jesus has given the victory. Just abide in him. You must remain in him. 
you must stay connected to Jesus through, through loving obedience to his word. You need to pour out your mind to him. That is what is required of you. And that is what genuine follower of Christ will do. So, especially in difficult times, you need to stay closer to God. I don't know what anybody, each every one of us we are passing through, but I know a lot of families are facing challenges. In John 15, verse 4 to 5. John 15, verse 4 to 5. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm divine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and he who abides in me, and I in him, bear much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. We need to abide in Christ. Without him, whatever I've mentioned to you today, without him, we cannot achieve anything. So when you are going through hard time, pour out your heart to the Lord. Turn to him, trust him, talk to him. And that is what David is saying. That is the instruction of what David was telling us. Those are the hows, how we should turn to the Lord, how we should trust in the Lord, and how we should talk to the Lord. Read that Psalm 62 again, and I pray that God will show you more direction from that scripture in the mighty name of Jesus. May God bless his word. Thank you.